I'm I'm always feeling beauty whenever you call me because I just you you make me feel like a natural co-host. This, this is this isn't gonna last on video because you are beautiful. <laughs> this isn't this isn't gonna last on video because you may sound beautiful. No, look beautiful, but you definitely don't sound it. So I'm going to turn off the video. Uh, how do you turn off the video on FaceTime? You don't. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to call back the other way. We'll start again, shall we? Yes. Hello, Scotty. I think I think one day we should bring someone in who understands mobile technology. <laughs> yes, but no one's going. No one who does wants to work with us because we suck so much. <laughs> that is true. I think I think um, it's definitely a multiplier as well. That uh, your suckiness is not your suckiness plus my my suckiness. It's your suckiness times my suckiness plus some other factorial on top. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Scotty, you've already been up for hours and hours, so you you've had a full day to be able to accomplish all sorts of things. Tell us about all your great achievements for this week. Oh my word, John! Well, John, this week I have been very very successful at this thing called objective swift <laughs> oh, really? um, okay. good. basically over this week more and more square brackets have been appearing in my swift code hmm. uh, along with an awful lot of semicolons um and of course the compiler doesn't particularly like this so um yeah i've often been writing swift in my objective c code when um uh, when switching to objective c from swift but now i've obviously spent enough time in objective c that I'm putting Objective C into my my Swift code. I think my favorite was the other day I wrote NS number open parentheses value colon open square bracket <laughs> object name space property name close square bracket close parentheses semicolon. <laughs> That's good. Do you do you sense it was it was beauty. It was it was a, a language of of complete um, subtlety, beauty, and um, every inconvenience you could wish for. Don't you think that that whatever LLVM or you know is laughing at you somewhere down the line? Does that does the L in LLVM stand for laughing? Yes, because... <laughs> <laughs> laughing long <laughs> at these very major errors or something. Well, I, I think um, yeah. If, if compilers laugh, then this one was laughing. It was like you. Know, what you? What do you expect me to do with that? What What do you expect me to do with that? Yeah. Oh yes, it was. It was interesting, and of course, not being um, in Objective C, I've been writing brand new Objective C code this week as well, instead of just amending Objective C code, uh, because sometimes it's that's just the better way to go when you're already in an Objective C code base, and yeah, just um, having to remember all the things in um, you know. Uh, property decorations, etc., especially when using core data objects. Um, yeah, it's I just it's amazed me how much I have forgotten um over the last couple of years. Uh of just things that you just take for normal. So I just I mean this is, you know, it's it's a, a newbie mistake and yeah I'm not a newbie. I copied a property declaration to create a new one and just did it and wrote it and then suddenly realized I changed the property I copied was an NS integer, and the property I wanted was an NS number. So I always just thought, oh, I just changed that. But of course, the property declaration had a sign on it um, when it needed to have strong or copy uh, is the declaration. So of course, my uh, NS number I was throwing in it was 
disappearing the moment I put it in there because there was nothing in. I wondered why I had this bug. And it's just like, you know, that is a newbie mistake. That is something that you shouldn't be doing after working with Objective-C for, what now, 500 years years something like that so it's a it just shows that um if you don't use it you lose it that's totally true and if you never had it you can't use it that's my that's my problem that that is that is true so um yeah uh it's uh it's interesting and all of the stuff that i funny enough all of the stuff that i missed from objective c when i first moved to swift like you know when you first moved to swift you really really you know find the compiler frustrating that it complains about every nitpicky little thing when it comes to typing and you just can't get away with anything um that really sort of makes you um you know the 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 transition quite slow when you move from objective c to swift oh yeah boy do you miss it going back the other way (laughs) do you realize how many mistakes you make Mm. when the compiler is not there to save your ass yeah basically i realized a long time ago you know the, the compiler will always be cleverer than me. <laughs> oh, no. there is there is never in my lifetime going to be an instance where I am cleverer than the compiler. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you go back the other way and you suddenly think, why, that, why that, that compiled, that built, there wasn't even any, oh, wait a minute, yeah, you can message null in Objective-C, can't you? That really didn't work out too well. And I know Objective-C has improved now uh, with you can add the um, nullable and not nullable um, descriptors to functions and all that sort of stuff which is a lot better but it it makes objective c an incredibly ugly language when you use all that stuff yeah it's it's it goes from being actually with the square brackets quite elegant and quite readable to once you add all these decorators to everything to being just a bit of a shitty mess to be honest (laughs) there's a title right there just a bit of a shitty mess (laughs) episode 12,327 Yes. So um, other than that, it's going great. Uh, I've been working on, um, uh, as well as client work, been working on the uh, money well syncing. I have the fundamentals of our um, brand new syncing layer uh, working underneath the current money well. Um, And when I say the fundamentals, I mean the bare minimum. Um, But that leaves us at a point now that we've proven that our our approach can work. Um, I'm sure there will be um, some workarounds we come across as we go through so really the next uh, month or possibly two is now just like getting that bolted in really firmly underneath and testing the crap out of it to to make sure it's not breaking and of course the nice thing is about bolting a new database layer and a new syncing layer and a new database um, access and administration layer um, underneath the existing app is it means all the new apps we're developing on ios and eventually the, the new Mac version again, we, we're not tied in in any way to any of the legacy decisions in in the original Moneywell. Um, they're all free to just be building on top of the nice new shiny uh, without having to worry about it. So if this works out, and it's looking like it is, but it's still an if, obviously, um, I think we've made a reasonable call here, even though we may, um, yeah, remind me of that in two months' time when I am swearing my ass <laughs> off about how this, these two technologies just do not mix. <laughs> No, Scotty, I have every every bit of faith that you will you will your vindication will have been richly rewarded. So, John, you're in the USA. Have you been uh, Have you been taking your uh, daily showers and disinfectant and uh, uh, drinking the appropriate amount? 
Gosh, you know, I, I I'm I'm afraid to open up that that can of of, of filthy worms because, I, well, I I guess I'm not alone in that. I'm thinking, okay, do I need to to, to shower today? It's like, is anybody gonna see me? I'm gonna be in my sweats all day. Who cares? You know, we're all smelly and 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 drunk. It's not quite true, but I mean, yesterday I went for a long bike ride with a foul child, and it was delightful. And he complained bitterly about the route that I took because. Um, I went on a route that I'd never done before. I went, you know, up, up Polk Street, which kind of cuts through some really grungy areas of San Francisco before it gets to these grand kind of rice views of, of, of the bay when you get to the top of the hill and then down to the bay and then kind of over, to, you know, along the coastline to the, the base of the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, the child was complaining bitterly that I took him through a place that required him to pay attention to, to stop signs. And he ran into me and smashed my derailleur, which was great. It, it, I mean, I, I can ride with it, but in the lowest gear, which you kind of need, it, it's hitting the spokes. And this is apropos of nothing, but it just means that, uh, you know, every day you feel like you're winging it. Um, and you know, this, this week we, we had our company meeting, which was not in person and it was done using videos where, you know, there were segments of people's home lives and, and it was discussed. And, and I agree that, that it's, it, it is actually very lovely to, to, to get to know your colleagues in ways that you otherwise wouldn't, you know, because you're seeing that, you know, everybody has some level of distractions. You're, 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 you know, you can have a discussion where somebody, you know, a, a mom's there giving her presentation and giving her talk and in the background the kids are wanting to come in and and then and then she says like uh, well i've noticed that my child has taken a box of matches so if you see smoke coming out of the the window <laughs> next door i might have to disconnect for a little bit so you know th there is that humanity of it and we have to remind ourselves of how unbelievably lucky we are to to be able to to be able to to still doing what we're doing so i i, I can complain but i can't so i won't and and I actually accomplished something uh, yesterday after working on something on and off, you know, time sliced with other things for about three days. Um, I solved what what is a fundamental problem that we'd had with the accessibility of our our scrolling list. Can I talk about that, Mr. Scotty? Well, I don't know. Can you? Often you bring these things up and then say, but I can't talk about that. No, I can because this is this is not secret. This is just general Im improvement, and it's on a feature that has long since shipped. Um, but it is a case of, of, of where there was an experimental, there was an A-B test, and it eventually got productized. Um, and that's the, the coming soon tab. And that is, that is something that, that we worked quite a bit on. We did lots of experimentation, and doubtless we, we still will. But it was the first time that we were having long scrolling lists where each of the different cells had a, 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 a video player in it that would auto play. Um, and that, that, as it's not surprising, is a, is a very big technical challenge to be able to get the performance you're looking for because, you know, it's a fairly complex layout. Um, and, and these cells can have video in it, but they can also have gallery, you know, multi-image gallery cells. And they have tags, they have descriptions, they have other kind of subtitles that will change depending on whether this is something that is, is a renewal of, of, of something that's already been there or something brand new. And, and as it gets closer to the date, it will have different texts. The, you know, um, and there are different sizes. So it's, it, you know, it, plenty of people do it. It's, it's certainly doable, but it's like one of those cases where just for the layout itself to, 
to to make everything and get to that that vaunted 60 frame per sec performance you you have to to, to be very careful um and especially since there are animation animated buttons that are in there which are, are really nice so um over time there was a lot of work to to be able to make everything optimal as possible when you add on top of that video playing um that's also very very tricky because you have to maintain a pool of video players and you can't stop them because stopping video actually is 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 a heavy operation it's almost as heavy as starting a video um and 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 so you have to handle all these different cases so it was quite a bit of work to get it performing smoothly um and so uh you also have the issue of of making it accessible because generally speaking for 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 long scrolling lists that have cells you want to give the the user some idea about what what that cell is, right? And and if you think about Twitter, Twitter is I think gets this right, and and, and I modeled the changes that I made mostly on 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 that, uh, where you'd basically say, okay, well, what is the the what is the tweet itself and who made it? But then there's all those other things. There's like the the number of likes, and would you like to to quote it? Would you like to take action on it? Um, and so it's it's a type of similar thing. So we had punted on some of the accessibility of it, where where it was functional, but it wasn't smooth and beautiful. And to to our horror, when we started the audio playback, um, one of the things you do when you sorry the video playback when you when when you have video playing back automatically, you tend not to want to have the audio playing until the user decides that they actually want to do it. So you may have noticed this in, in Instagram or Facebook, for example, where there's going to be a little mute button because the idea is that you have this long scrolling list. You want to attract the attention of, of, of the, the viewer. So you start rolling video, but if there's no audio playing, they may not know what's going on. And, and so that you tend to put up subtitles on it when the, when the, when the video has been muted, this is independent of the system volume. So, um, that which is works really well for for sighted users is absolutely deadly if you're using voiceover why because voiceover will very helpfully read out the the subtitles for you so imagine you you hit that tab coming soon and all of a sudden you hear audio playing which is competing with the voiceover that's allowing you to navigate so um, when we discovered this some time ago, we kind of had to make the pragmatic decision saying, well, we simply won't start audio playback of a video when we know that voiceover is running. So it's easy enough to do. That's great. But then for the longest time, there was no possibility for somebody who's using voiceover to actually start these uh, start these these videos. Now, you know, it's not a critically huge problem because if you open up the display page for any title, the one that gives kind of all the information about a big title, you can always navigate to the, the, the trailers and more section and you can see it. But then that means that they have to, that's a, a long trip they have to do it. So it's, it's not optimal. And we, tr we tr really try to do as good a job as we can. Sometimes it takes, uh, you know, several revisions to get it right. So the thing that I did for, for this one is I started implementing um, custom actions. And that's something that you can do for collection view and table view cells, where you can basically, you can make the cell itself an accessibility element, and you can set a label on it, which is a concatenation of several strings to give an idea. So what I did for, for this one is to be able to say kind of coming, coming soon, or rather the date coming March 28th, you know, and then just the, the, the title of it and leaving out the, the, the long description of it and the tags, because that's more data than somebody needs if they're scrolling. And then when you have uh, custom actions, the system itself, the first time you land on it uh, in the launcher app, it very, very helpfully says actions available, swipe up or down, you know, to, 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 to get those actions, then double tap. So it basically explains how to use this thing. We don't do that text, but when you apply, we, you know, we don't do that, that voiceover label, 
the operating system does it for you and, and it instructs the user. So then I implemented these custom actions for, for, for playing the trailer and for, you know, opening up the DP and also one to, to be able to, to read out the kind of complete description and uh, another one for, for reminding, you know, something called reminding, which adds it to your list and then we'll send a notification when the title becomes available. And so that started working well and that's wonderful. But then I noticed that the video playback was not working the very first time. And um, as it turns out, you know, when you have multiple video players that are going, you have to be very careful to know which is the active one you want, unless you want to have multiple video playback, which is technically possible, but not really a good experience. And so, uh, as you might imagine, there's multiple phases for starting up a video stream. There's a kind of a pre-buffering stage. And all along the time, while one video is, 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 is pre-loading, the video view itself might have scrolled out. So at all these times when you have these delegate methods that are called, um, as you're observing changes in the, in the AV player state, you kind of have to decide, should I keep going? Should I keep going? And we, we you know, for performance reasons, give multiple out sayings like, no, you know, I've been told not to in, while you're, you know, in between the, the, these calls. And, well, sorry for all this detail, but anyway, it was a problem where it was not working if you started up the, the, the video as a result of, of an accessibility action. And it took me a while to kind of trace through all these different things to figure out, no, I needed yet one other mode to be able to say this was a video playback that was purposefully started um, as a result of an accessibility action. So kind of keep going, even if you get to this point where otherwise we would have uh, have stopped. Um, and then it magically started working, and um, I certainly learned a lot, and uh, it, it's helpful. And why is this helpful? Well, because I can talk about this um, during my revised talk, which you and I are both on the hook, I think, or you less so, but I have to take uh, what was a, a one-hour talk or a 45-minute talk on, on accessibility that I gave uh, around this time last year for the upcoming App Builders Conference in Switzerland, and I opted to, to pre-record the video, and it's due on the 4th, and I wanted to solve this problem so I could add this as an update, which I did. And now I just have to put this into slides with some screen movies and uh, and add it to the rest of the stuff I did and, and edit it and make it all work beautifully. So that's that's what I've been working on the last two days. Amazing. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing a session at Builders as well, but I can't video mine. Well, I guess I could video mine, but I'm doing an interview where... Um... Yeah, no, where people are supposed to be able to ask questions live of the person I'm interviewing. So that would be quite hard to record, really. Mm. So I'm going to have to be trying it live. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's always satisfying when you fix things, isn't it? I um, I fixed a, 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 a long-standing bug in a code base this week. that um, it's uh, We had a race condition, um, and it was only ever really appearing in unit tests. It was never, we sort of never experienced it in the... Um, daily use of the app, but uh, you know it's still there. It was still annoying. It would cause a unit test to crash, which is never a good thing. Um, yeah, and it meant you couldn't necessarily rely on unit tests. And several people had looked at this code several times, and you know, I, I guess maybe we'd never given it serious thought, or I don't know. I don't know why, but it, it's this is bug has been there for quite a while, and been one of oh, we must eventually put the time into looking at this and fix it. And I was then fixing a bug in the same part of the code, um, a different bug, and I just spotted something and thought, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that 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 would make sense. And you know, this bug had been plaguing us, plaguing us for months. Required a single character change, and everything worked again. 
And, uh, you know, so the moral of this story is the always the moral of debugging is uh, if you read what is actually there, as opposed to what you think is there, <laughs> then you're more likely to fix the bug. <laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> it is. It is a totally true thing. Uh, a totally non, non-tech, um, but I, I want to share it. I want to big up my town. Um, you mentioned cycling. Uh, now, uh, I live in a small community, about five, 6,000 people. Um, so I guess the whole, you know, the whole six degrees of separation thing doesn't really apply here. I suspect it's one degree of separation from virtually everybody in the town. If you're lucky, you get one degree of separation. <laughs> um, and, uh, so uh, there, was a, there was a guy in the town, a guy called Fran, who was uh, uh, this summer supposed to be cycling from Land's End to John O'Groats, which is the most southwesterly tip of the UK to the most northeasterly tip of the UK. Um, it's about a thousand and ninety miles something like that i think so a reasonable bike ride i mean small for a country but still you know a thousand miles is still a reasonably good bike ride i think ernesto would um you know convey to that after his crashing into you the other day um but uh anyways he was supposed to do that this summer uh but very sadly he was um diagnosed just a couple of weeks ago with having an inoperable brain tumor and is uh, only been given a um a short very short time to live and he'd raised quite a lot of money for uh for charity for doing this and he was really you know quite um you know uh disappointed that he wouldn't be able to do the ride to to get the money so uh, a request went out and I'm not sure if it came from him or a friend or whatever as you know well maybe those of us this last weekend in the town could get on our bikes or maybe didn't take a bike you could maybe walk um or run and what if we did the equivalent number of miles um, as Land's End to John O'Groats across the weekend as a community together so that he could say it was done. And um, uh, that seemed like a good idea. And while we're at it, why don't we raise some money for him as well? And so um, people in my town just really got onto that. And it was when the figures came in on Sunday night, we were all pretty amazed because in my little East Bollockshire community, uh, we, we sort of did slightly more than the 1,000 miles. Over the weekend, we did just under 24,000 miles wow. of cycling and walking and running and raised close to $40,000 for him and his family as well to help them in this uh, difficult time. So that is lovely. I just wanted to um, big up my, my... Sometimes living in a small town is obnoxious and sometimes living in a small town is amazing and this weekend was one of those amazing times that i i i will i will i will continue to feel no i will for i will from now on actually feel bad when i call your town east bollockshire that is it is truly beautiful <laughs> it really is oh dear so um it's uh uh Anything else going on? We, we, we're still coming up for, for Dub Dub soon. I mean, it's still down for June is what we're given. Where uh, It's the last day of April is, is we're recording this. So, um, you know, all the new shiny comes out. Is there anything you're particularly hoping for? I mean, I'm throwing this question at you without any preparation because we don't do preparation on this podcast. But if um, if uh, um, Craig, Federici, <laughs> Craig Federici rang you tomorrow and said, uh, hey John, we've got time for just one more feature with her to fit in between now and Dub Dub. What would you like us to do? What would you say to him? Wow. Um, well, uh, there's definitely something I would like to be able to make it easier to do, which is to synchronize multiple streams um, of uh, AV player streams. You know, and, and in my particular case, I've been wanting to do something for a long time where you could have 
you know, video playback on one device and and synchronized audio playback on other devices. And it's a tricky thing. I mean, there's 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 ways you can imagine do it and experimental ways you could work on it. But it's like one of those things where, you know, Apple with, with I've been using AirPods Pro for a long time and I hadn't used AirPods at all before. So some of them is a feature that you just had with AirPods. I think since the beginning, you can if, if your AirPods become, you know, come nearby to another one you can they you can basically share the stream um and the way that's done i i imagine is is that you know it's there are two streams and it's just targeting it to two blue uh bluetooth devices and it works really well so imagine if you had you know video playback of uh, on one on one device it could be your tv or whatever and you wanted to have multiple different audio tracks that are are synchronized to it um, one could be in, in different languages. One could have audio descriptions. So you could have kind of silent disco mode for a video. Um, I would love if Apple provided some API support that exists to be able to open up these multiple Bluetooth streams. Let's say we make the assumption that everybody who wants to have these independent tracks would be using um, iPods. It seems to me that off of a Mac, for instance, or off of off of you know, even these modern devices, I'm sure that they can manage multiple uh, audio streams and send them out. Maybe not. Maybe that's a big ask. But um, if there was some official support for that, that would be pretty cool because you could do things like that. And I suspect that this type of thing, um, if you look at all the, the video conferencing that's being done and expecting that the new normal is going to be a lot more of these synchronized while apart and and not necessarily even in the same room or same country or same time uh, zone, this type of stuff is is going to be kind of interesting for these these together while apart um, mechanisms. So there, there's there's my small ask. That was that was very specific. I mean, I I, I don't think that that change is going to make the headline in the keynote. No. Um, and and you may not even get uh you may not even get a um. One of those, you know, when they do all the API change list on that big, you know, <laughs> up one slide with lots of APIs. Mm-hmm. On. I don't think you even get in and there, but you know, the the what's new in AV Foundation session may mention it. <laughs> wow, Scotty, <laughs> way to way to kill my dreams. Thanks. <laughs> no, if it mentions it, it's good. It means you've got it. <laughs> That's so true. There but, we are. Yeah. I well, I'm going to push yeah. back a little bit on that because that it, this is a kind of a big ass undertaking. Um, so if they were to ever do it, I would, I would, I would argue that that would be an entire session on it, if, if, as I envision it. So forget you. That's true. You could, you could get a whole session. In fairness, they do do sessions on that type of thing. Yeah, you, you might be lucky. <sighs> All right, smart, smarty pants. What would you do with your magic hair force one wish? I, 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 I yeah. refuse to answer that question on personal and commercial grounds. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. Yes. It's a, oh, Xcode 11.5 um, came out in beta yesterday um, as we record. Uh, these things are getting so big. And I, and I, I don't, I don't say that as a, as a complaint because there's more and more stuff in them, more and more simulators to support more and more devices. But I think the, the, the download was uh, about eight or nine gig. And the final um, expanded Xcode was getting close for 20 gig. So really, uh, because you have to have, uh, because you're not going to delete the old Xcode and replace it because it's a beta, you're looking at 30 gig in order to be able to install this thing. And I was running um, a beta version of 
Catalina 10.5. I think it was beta 2 at the time yesterday. Um, and uh, ever since having uh, that version of the beta on, I've been regularly losing disk space every day. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a well-known thing. That, that, again, I don't say that as a complaint. It's a well-known thing that betas do things record things aren't necessarily efficient with things so it's you know but you know i've got a 512 gig um drive in my my macbook i'd say the the main thing i regret about this machine is not buying the one terabytes i had before because you know it's especially when i'm running a, a beta like this it's um i find myself down at sort of like 20 meg uh 20 meg <laughs> 20 gig um 15 gig of space and it's just not enough to do something like put a new Xcode in or, or, or do whatever else. And so I've regularly, um, uh, when you're running a beta, there's a whole bunch of stuff it stores in the background. So shutting down, not restarting, but physically shutting down and then starting again can, you know, I think I did that this morning and that cleaned up 45 gig. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a, a, a spatial challenge. But Xcode uh, 11.5, uh, I would say the um, Xcode has a pretty... Um, uh, fast release schedule these days. I mean, I, I remember back in um, back in the day, we might see a point one or a point two in a year between dub dubs. But you know, um, getting up to the point five. In fact, I, I can't remember. Has there ever been a point five before that you can remember? But it's a uh, um, the, the the Dev Tools team are obviously churning this stuff out. Yes, they are. And there's been new documentation, which I've really enjoyed reading. I have to say, well-written docs are a delightful thing. They can they can really, especially if you're just kind of reading them to reinforce something or to make points clear. And when it's, writ when it's written with love and skill, it makes all the difference in the world. So I, I'm going to give a shout out to somebody, um, but not mention their name, um, to protect the guilty. Uh, but man, love to the doc team. Yeah, a lot of work going on there. I think it's uh, yeah, cool. It's uh, it's a tough job, isn't it? It's uh, and and um, yeah, cool. That's good to hear that you you like something coming out of the door from from the fruit company. Well, John, I think we must be coming up near to the end of our time, aren't we? I mean, we did run a little short last week and maybe the week before, so we could we could torture our uh, our um, partial listener by uh, by moving on. But I think we'll we'll be kind today. Must be kind. So if uh, if um, people wish to uh put mass praise upon you as you have just done with uh, um some people from the apple docs team where should they do that well you can find me on twitter where we see increasingly civil discourse in this time of global global pandemic um where you'll find me as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum and scotty if they want to heap actual justified praise on you for your your good works and those of of, of your fellow germ circle in East Bollockshire. Where might they do that? Well, if they want to sign up for my Objective Swift course, they can do that at, on Twitter as Mac Devnet. I'm going to create a special new keyboard for it. It's only got semicolons and square brackets and round parentheses on it. Um, Mac Devnet on Twitter. Or, of course, they can get a hold of both of us uh, by good old-fashioned email at uh, feedback at iDeveloper.co. Well, John, it's been a uh, it's it's been a, a pleasure as always, and um, it's good to hear that uh, things are still going well, and uh, even in these difficult times. 
Indeed, uh, they we are. hope that's true for for everyone who's listening or whoever's turn it is to listen this week. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, you take care. Thank you.